With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. We're in a position this year where we're getting a lot done, but uh, we're, we're going to have to sign a smaller class this year, so we're being a little bit deliberate about who we take and where and when, And uh, but we're working hard on it and making sure we're in contact with the right guys and uh, spending a lot of time on recruiting right now. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan and Nate Klaus here as we close this week's show with some recruiting talk. This segment here of the Husker Online Show brought to you by our friends at Coogler Vision. Nate Klaus, tell us the latest as to what's going on at Coogler Vision. Yeah, exciting news at Coogler Vision as they are now able to do elective uh, procedures, which means they can help you correct your vision. And what's what the best part of it all really is the fact that you can go in and get a consultation that's virtually touch-free. Um, you know they can they can map your eyes and do a, a, a video teleconference uh, consultation, so uh, they can see exactly how they're going to help you see better uh, without really even getting um, in front of somebody. So it, it is perfect, and I encourage you to go to KuglerVision.com uh, to see exactly how you can set that consultation up. All right, Nate, lots going on in recruiting. Let's start. Uh, we just heard from. Heinrich Harburg here um, in our earlier part of the show um, and just the addition of him getting that quarterback spot done. I mean, just his, in a normal year, history tells you you don't really want to be deep into May without a quarterback, and it was getting to that point. You know, if if they didn't get Harburg and it went into the summer, um, it kind of would have been dicey at that point for Nebraska. How big was it to get the quarterback locked up here in mid-May? Yeah, it was huge. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, they this is probably – all the farther they really wanted to go without getting a little nervous about things. You know, uh, on the other hand, though, I do know that um, they obviously like what they've got in their room and, and they have kind of approached this year's quarterback recruiting, um, you know, with a, uh, taking it kind of slow and, and being pretty deliberate with it all. But, um, you know, after they offered Heinrich and he said, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm going to wait until at least late June or early July until I make a decision. Um, you know, I, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh boy, this, <laughs> this could get interesting because, um, you know, really they, they offered Heinrich and then they offered, uh, Riley Leonard, a quarterback out of Alabama on the same day. Um, you know, and, and I do think that maybe that, that other offer to Riley Leonard, um, uh, kind of maybe helped speed things up a little bit, but you, as you heard, you know, he, he knew where he wanted to go. And, and I think that, you know, after taking a week to think about it, it, it made sense to go ahead and jump on it. And, and, uh, I'm sure the Nebraska coaches really appreciated that too. You're listening here to the Husker online show. Um, as we talk quarterback now, Nate, or uh, recruiting, Nate, let's talk class size. Um, you know, it's been a discussion. I think we've been so used to the last three years of taking these 25-man full boats. Um, looking now forward, um, and you start to kind of look at the numbers and, and look under the hood, 
25 is really not a reality this year um, because most of the attrition is done on this roster. I mean, they've kind of cleared things out. This is Scott Frost's roster, especially when you get to 2021. You've got 15 seniors um, if they take a grad transfer wide receiver. Um, maybe three to five guys attrition. Um, so realistically, you're looking at maybe 18 to 20 um, you know, guys that they could sign this year. It is going to be a much smaller class than we thought. Yeah, it is going to be a lot smaller. And, and I think that's – I mean that's a good problem in the grand scheme of things because it means that you're you're not a revolving door. You're not having tons of players coming in and immediately leaving your program anymore. And uh, you mentioned it; they they've done the house cleaning um, and and they've signed the appropriate number of guys. And and now things are kind of getting back to a, a normal cycle where um, it's not going to be a full boat every single year. Now I, I do think that we'll probably see closer to twenty uh, signees than seventeen in this class, but uh, I, like. Like, like Frost said in the open, um, since it is a smaller class, they are being a little bit more uh, selective and deliberate with exactly who they're taking commitments from at this point. You know, because you you do look across the college landscape right now, and there's some teams out there that are just trying to take every commit they can get and, and really pushing hard for early commits. And um, you know, I, I know that some fans would probably like to see Nebraska doing that uh, so that they're right up there in the rankings with some of these other teams. But um, when you're taking a smaller class, you have to be pretty selective and and uh, have a plan of attack there. You can't just take everybody all right away. How many evaluation misses, too, could you have? Because you don't have camps. Mm -hmm. You don't have the spring eval period. So you don't really have any real live athletic reads on a lot of these guys. Um, So to me, it is dicey to – to take so many guys that you maybe haven't even seen or met in person yet. Yeah, exactly. That's why, I mean, January was huge for Nebraska to, to pretty much have their whole class wrapped up and they could see some of these guys, whether it's playing basketball or working out at school or whatever. But uh, you're right. I mean, there's a long list of things that, that the, the current situation we're in is, is going to impact. And I think one of those is the, the amount of misses that come from uh, this recruiting cycle. And it's not just at Nebraska. This is going to be everywhere uh, because of the, the lack of of being able to see these these players perform in person, being able to see them uh, in their spring sports, or, or having them at camp, probably that you know that is all up in the air still. So um, I, I do think there's going to be a lot more misses, and so that's another reason why I think you want to be pretty selective and, and deliberate with with who you're taking into your class and, and when you're taking them, because um, you, you want to try and limit those misses as much as you can. Well, and another thing too, Nate, I, I like the approach, maybe going a little smaller at 20 because of potentially a one-time transfer rule that might go into effect by not this may but maybe next may Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden that would give you if there is some attrition on your roster um the flexibility um to 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 kind of add more guys um you know and and fill those spots but it will be interesting to see how that plays out but I, i think if you take 20 that does give you a a lot of flexibility um, for transfer one-time additions if they're immediately eligible. Yeah, and, and the whole other part of that, I mean, that I think that in itself is going to become an offshoot of recruiting. You know, you've got your high school players, you, you've you got your, your JUCO players that you're always looking for to, to come in and, and plug some holes. Um, and I think eventually, you know, as soon as that rule goes into effect, you're going to have your one-time transfer players that you're also going to be focusing in on. And, and so uh, you want to give yourself a little bit of a cushion there to, to take some of those guys that, that may become available eventually um, you're listening here to um, the Husker online show Nate now we don't know 
as far as camps in June, what that's going to bring for recruiting or July. But, you know, one interesting thing that came out this week, junior college coaches mm. hit the road Friday. Yeah. Uh, they'll they'll have the ability to host people, go places. Um, and I, I think what makes, makes that possible is the California JUCOs are not a part of the uh, NJCAA, um, which is all the JUCOs but California. Yep. Um, so I, I think that was a big part of probably why that's happening. But that will be interesting to watch. Yeah, and, and it's still a state-by-state state thing. But for for the NJCAA or what, whatever it is, <laughs> it, uh, to go ahead and, and to, to grant that permission uh, or kind of open things up, I, I think, is – is helpful. Um, and it's helpful, I mean, not only for the coaches, but for prospects out there too. Um, because there's going to be a lot of players that kind of fall through the cracks, uh, maybe more so this cycle than, than what we've seen in the last, I don't know, 10 years or more. Um, and so I think it's a good thing for the, for the players. It's a good thing for the coaches, uh, to, to kind of get out there and, and to be able to, to get on the road and see these guys. Well, lots to follow on Husker online. Make sure you stay with us as we'll have the latest in, uh, news and updates here from not only Husker football, but Husker basketball. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.